Hey, everybody, it's Will with ScheduleFly, and I'm really excited today to have uh, Ben Hugus on the phone. Ben is uh, at Ursa Minor Brewing in Duluth, Minnesota, uh, and he is, I mean, he's, he started the brewery, and they've literally, they've just been open for two and a half weeks, so this is a great opportunity to talk to somebody who's very early on uh, in opening a just a phenomenal business and who's poured a lot of time and energy and passion into getting going and here they are two and a half weeks in he was kind enough to take some time out of his day to speak with me so ben thank you yeah no problem thanks for having me on you bet man all right well tell me the story of ursa minor man I and mean, you guys have just gotten open so what's 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 the backstory had you been in uh sure. home brewing or had you been with another brewery or how did this all get started yeah well it's it's a you know a long a long road of many different adventures and um, we started uh, Ursa Minor Brewing. Kind of uh, became a, it's it's an idea. Uh, probably four or five years ago, uh, my brother and I were you know pursuing different careers at the time, and um, like how cool would it be to start a brewery? And um, you know it's it's kind of this romantic, fun uh, idea and whatnot. But um, we slowly got more serious about it. And one day we we're like, screw it, let's do it. And I went and started on the business plan and all of uh, tracking down money. Brewers are expensive. Um, and and we were both were brewing on a homebrew system at the time. Uh, so we kept brewing and Mark, my brother, went to work for commercial breweries and um, started out in, at Red Eye Brewing in Wausau. Um, ended up moving through a few other breweries and um, moving all the way to uh, uh, Bickers Brew House here in Duluth. And, um, yeah, the rest is history. We just kind of were able to finally find a space. And when we were confident enough in our recipes and our food that we thought we could make the leap, we dove right in. And we've been, we broke ground on this space January 2nd of this year. And we just opened our doors September 26th. So we're, we're pretty happy with ourselves right now. We're excited that beer's going over the counter. Well, okay. So congratulations, first of all. What a, I mean, just what a process you've been through the last few years. Um, there's so much involved in that. So I know that's a great feeling. It was probably a great feeling to break ground, but to open your doors and have your yeah your product, you know, passing across people's lips and putting smiles on their faces, I'm sure is very exciting. Uh, and then also you've got, uh, you know, a, a really interesting road ahead, I'm sure. So, um, I mean, what did you... Um, for the last few years, so your brother was there doing that and you were out working on the business plan and I mean, it's hard to, I'm trying to, you know, put, no. put a, a huge story into sure. a few, few minutes, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I was a, I actually was a teacher. Okay. Um, I, I taught biology, chemistry and math. Gotcha. Um, so, so I've been brewing for a long time. Um, I've been a home brewer, a yeast enthusiast. Um, so Making beer and other fermented products is kind of like my was my hobby for a long time, and turning it into going pro is a huge undertaking. And um, we went through a lot of different steps to make sure that you know we're entering a very competitive marketplace. Yeah, um, you sure I think, are. I think there's you know over six thousand, almost seven thousand breweries in the U.S. right now, or somewhere in there. Um, it's early in the morning on a Monday. This is our one day where we don't open our doors. So I'm a little fuzzy in the, on, on the, this morning, but, um, there's a lot of, a lot of different breweries in the country. So we didn't want to jump into the marketplace, not being hundred percent confident that our products could, could compete. 
Um, and so we uh, we went, took classes at Oregon State University, Siebel Institute, um, you know, found mentors and took our time brewing, getting feedback, um, talking to other breweries and brewery owners, you know, getting feedback on the pitfalls they they had, were unlucky to fall into. And everyone, I mean, this is a wonderful industry. People are wide open and um, share things that most people probably wouldn't in other industries. So uh, we were really lucky to have that um, community come, come together around us. I've noticed that, which is interesting because it is so competitive. Why do you think that is? Because that's what everybody I speak to in, in, um, that does something sure. uh, similar will tell you. Well, they all say that. I think I think in, in craft brewing, I mean, I think it's this, this mentality of, a uh, rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, craft beer is still this, this m- small percentage of the pie, right? I mean, we haven't, it's not like craft beer rules the world. It may seem like you, you go to the liquor store and you see more brands than, um, domestic beers or whatever you want to call them macro beers. Uh, but that's just because of number. I mean, there's only a handful of those macro beers and there's thousands of craft beers, but all of those thousands put together are still a small piece of that volume and, and market. So we all have this understanding. I mean, I, the brewery that's five blocks away from, from my brewery, uh, we're not directly competing with each other. I mean, anything that we do just brings more people to an area to see them as well. Um, hmm. So if, if they help us and we make a great product, then we're going to, you know, in turn, bring more people to the area, more people will see their product. And, um, you know, we really all, all, all of us really just deeply care about quality, good craft beer. And, um, if that means helping out a competitor, then so be it. That's all good. I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, it's a good mentality. It's a good way to look at it. It's refreshing for sure. It Um, is, you know, I think in a world of cutthroat business, it's, uh, it's very refreshing and, and makes it a lot more fun to come to work if that's your interactions with your with your competitors. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, are you serving um, beer and food or just beer? We are doing food as well. Yeah. Um, we are a production brewery, but so we, we don't, we only serve our own, our own beer and non-alcoholic beverages, but we do have a wood-fired pizza oven. So we, we start decided way early on that we wanted to have wood-fired pizzas in our tap room. Um, we were a tap room centric place, um, but you know, bringing in food brings in its own set of challenges. So uh, we tried to keep it as simple as possible. Um, it's just a wood-fired oven that, uh, um, you know, we, we don't even hook it up to gas or electricity. We have no burners and no fryers. So it, it's fun. Yeah. We, uh, we, can pump out a pizza in about two minutes at 750 degrees and they're delicious. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, well, tell me, I mean, there are so many there. I, I mean, I wonder this cause there's a, there's 6,000 or 7,000 or whatever. There's so many. I always wonder like in your, in your planning, how do you, um, I mean, what were some of the key components of building the business plan when you said, okay, we can do this and we can, you know, make a living off of this. And we feel like even mm-hmm. though there's so many out there, like we, we can find our place in this competitive well, it, market. It, it's a community by community thing. Yeah. I mean, there's places in this country that I, I would never start a brewery. Absolutely not. Gotcha. I mean, there's just too much you know, competition. Uh, 
there's just too many options. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. are places where that, that the market has matured on a, on a micro level. Yeah. Um, a, a, a municipal level or, or whatever state level where I, it's definitely matured to the point where there probably isn't much room for a brewery. And it depends on the size of your brewery. Um, you know, you could put a, a one barrel brewery just about anywhere and sell one keg of beer a night and close your doors. Mm-hmm. Problem with that is, you know, there, there is a economy of scale. Yeah. Right. If you want to get paid to do that one barrel of beer, well, then you're going to have to brew that one barrel of beer eight to 12 to how many times over just to be able to make, be able to take enough money to be able to pay yourself a livable wage. Right. So, so there's an economy of scale there. Um, but if, you know, it'd be a very different story for us if we wanted to open up and say, Hey, we've got a 50 barrel brew house and we want to be as brew a hundred thousand barrels of beer this year. Right. You know, that's a, that's a much harder market to fit into than a little, a little guy like us. We have a five barrel brew house. Um, we've designed our facility to be max a maximum about a thousand to 1250 barrels per year. Gotcha. Um, and that, that's really small. We care about our tap room and that is our first priority. So we're not out there, even in the city of Duluth, you know, we're such a small player that, uh, it, it wasn't as it was an easy decision to say yes. We want to open here, um, even though there are other breweries in town. Gotcha. So I, yeah, it, it, you could talk for hours about, you know, sh- how many breweries should there be? How many breweries will there be? And I think the the overall consensus comes back to it's all about the size, because you can have, you know, whatever. I don't know what the upper limit. Ten thousand tiny breweries, but that same number of breweries uh, if they were all 5,000 to 10,000 barrels a year, well, then it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't People work. don't drink gotcha. that much beer. Okay. So it depends on, on uh, the number of breweries isn't the con- concern. I think it's the, the size that those breweries expect to get to. Okay. Makes sense. Makes a ton of sense. What, so you've got five barrels. I mean, do you expect that you'll, you'll grow or do you feel, are, are you, you set on five for, so we we built our our business is 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 a five barrel brew house. Um, we we would like to grow, but we also don't want to force the market, and we don't want to put ourselves in a position where if you don't grow, we fail. Right. Um, you know we, we're comfortable with where we're at, and we have a few. We have a couple tanks coming; they're on the way already. Um, but that that'll be it for a while until we can really reassess our market and see make sure we've got our ducks in a row and we're making really high quality beers. And if we choose to grow then, then it's a, a risk that we're taking to go a little bit bigger. Um, maybe we're not canning right away. Uh, maybe we decide to jump into a little bit of canning. Um, maybe it's just taps around town. Maybe it's just the tap room. We say, nope, this is good. Um, but our business model is very flexible that way. So. Got we definitely have plans to grow, but um, we're trying to do it incrementally and and slowly. How's it been going the first couple of weeks? It's been wild. It's been <laughs> wild. It's been awesome. It's been really awesome. What's been, what's surprised you about it? What what has happened? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I think it's the sheer number of people. Okay. We were kind of like, oh, we'll open, and you know, we think this many people will come, and um, you know, so I went out. We hired some bartenders and. 
custom kitchen staff and everyone's like, all right, hunky dory, this can be fun. And we open up the doors and we just got swarmed. Just how, how many, we should, I don't think we did a head count, but we had like, like 6,000 people came through our doors in the first five days. Good grief. How many people live and, in Duluth? Like 80,000. Oh my gosh. That's insane. So all these people came through our doors and on the opening night, we just couldn't even pour beers fast enough. It was basically open up the taps and just pints back and forth. Um, It was so much fun. We had a, we had a great time. Our staff was amazing, but way more than we ever expected or ever could have dreamed. Really. It was awesome. What do you? Th- why do you think that is? Had you marketed it really well, or is there just pent up demand, or is it just like? I, I think people are 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 excited for originality in the in the marketplace. Yeah. And, um, I think in Duluth, you know, we fit really nicely because our we're we're authentic. You know, I've got you know, Andrew just walked in the office. This guy um, did all, like half of the screws in this building are put in by this one guy. That's on our little team, you know? Right. I mean, right. we we were here working every day for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months with tool belts. And then we'd rip them off. We'd dust ourselves off, throw on a nice shirt and try and look pretty to go into a bank and say, please, can we have some money? <laughs> and we really, we worked our butts off to make this happen. And I think people can see that, you know, that auth- authenticity there. And um, I hope people will recognize that our, our product is also high quality as well. But I think people really are are anxious and want to connect with their communities around them. Yeah. And I think too much so in recent boom times of breweries, it's been easy just to get financing and build a build something that's perfectly marketed for the consumer. And I think people are starting to see through that. Talk about the raising money. You said you you were going to banks. Did you get uh, outside investors plus so some a mix of equity and debt or or like? Well, yeah, we we were we were lucky enough to keep the equity piece family owned. Okay, um, good. So we kept that within our family, and you know I put up everything I had into into this, and um, we did have to go get uh, bank loans as well. We couldn't have made it happen without some great partners. Um, we ended up partnering with some nonprofit, uh, um, I don't know what you call them. They're, uh, one of them is called the Entrepreneur Fund. Gotcha. Um, okay. And the other one was called Northward Foundation, both of which were extremely generous and helpful. But they're nonprofits, nonprofit organization, lending organizations that can take a little bit larger risk on some startup companies uh, where a bank might not. Yeah. But they, you know, charge a higher interest rate. Sure. So are they local yeah, or are these national organizations or these are local. These are local. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, we were really lucky to get them on board. And um yeah, we that that was, you know, half the battle is finding out how to pay for everything. Yeah, it's not an easy process raising money it's like not. that, especially getting banks involved. Banks can be tricky. That's good to know you had some banks yep. there that were willing to um step up for you so yeah uh yeah that's a hard part of the process um a very just challenging piece that um can be overwhelming i think for some people that are trying to do what you're doing but um yeah yeah i mean you had to be good at building you know 
designing your product, designing your build, uh, selling your idea to people. And so much of that is just selling it. It's you're, you're obviously a good salesman. It's, it's helping people understand what what you're trying to do and why you will be successful at doing it. And a lot of that's just pure salesmanship and persuasion. And you clearly did a good job with that. Um, so I, I tip my hat, Ben. I know it's been, I mean, there's just a million pieces of the puzzle that have to come together to get to where y'all are today. So, Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy a year ago. So actually last night, my we had my daughter's first birthday party here at the in the tap room and i just have one i just have one child and um she was born a year ago around this time in and beginning october and i just time goes so fast but yeah we she was born i remember going the day before she was born being in an architecture meeting stamping the plans saying all right we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And, uh, you know, a year ago or a year later, we've got having her first birthday party here. It's just been wild. That's really cool, uh, man. But, you know, I, honestly, it takes a team. You, you you can't, people try and do this stuff by themselves and they end up shortcutting things. But, um, you know, having, there's so many resources out there for entrepreneurs now that help immensely in finding those resources and leaning on people and, and, even things like apps, right? I mean, like you guys know, schedule fly. That's such a simple little thing that makes someone's life so much easier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. You know, but f- searching out those things and not trying to bang your head against the wall the hard way because there's too many things to do that. You're going to end up doing that no matter what on some things, but avoid it where you you don't have to. <laughs> Well, that's right. And you, uh, I know you, like, I mean, thank you for mentioning that. I mean, I know that um, you were referred to us. It was word of mouth. I mean, it sounds like, and you had uh, folks that, that it's good to have an industry, craft beer industry, where you can find people that have done it that are willing to share because that really helps with that learning curve a lot, I've got to imagine, with just oh, yeah. stripping out all the stuff that would take you five times longer to figure out on your own through trial and error and uh, yep. getting good advice and good word of mouth and good feedback and, and so forth. So that's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's good to hear. Very good to hear. Well, man, listen, I know you're a busy dude, so I appreciate you taking the time to do this. We're, we appreciate yeah, the absolutely. chance to, to serve y'all. Uh, you're awesome. We're inspired by stories like this. I spend, you know, I do four or five interviews a week with folks, you know, that are in the, hospitality business independently owned restaurants and we have a lot of um a lot of craft breweries now as customers and just uh hearing your stories and learning what you're doing and why you're doing it is why we do what we do we love love serving the people we do and um i just always learn from folks like you and get get a shot of inspiration so congrats awesome. to you and your brother and your team and uh, i know you guys are going to do great and we just Really appreciate you taking the time to come on and share the story. Well, hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Ben. Absolutely, man. All right, have a good one. Uh, Anytime I can do anything for you, man, let me know. Sounds great. Have a good one. All right, take care.